You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley underbelly on the other. What is going on? What was so funny there? <laughs> That guy that just walked by Goose, the bartender. Oh God! All right, Rich. well we're we're back. We're back up here, and we're back up here in Edmonds. I guess I could stop the intro right there. Uh, hey, we're moving our way up the shore. From the we cabin are, up. To yes, <laughs> we're at the ferry landing here in beautiful, beautiful Edmonds, Washington. It's a beautiful place. Uh, most beautiful women in the world live here. Your wife, my girlfriend. We love it here in Edmonds. We're down at the channel marker, literally right here at the ferry dock. Look at look at the sunset out here. This is this is amazing. Uh, happy to be here. We're we're recording here. This is yes. This is still the Mariners podcast. We're still on Odyssey so far. Uh, I don't know. So if, good. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I don't even I don't even think they listen to us, but we are on the we do do this podcast. Do you blame them? Yeah, I, I do blame them, but anyways. Uh, we're, you know, this is your Friday morning kickoff optimism to the next homestand here in Seattle, Rye Bread and Mustard, Mariners podcast. And again, if you have not said what's up to us yet, hit us up on those social media accounts or send us a strongly written email to ryebreadandmustard at gmail.com. We'll, we'll read your stuff. We're, and we're, we're going to do that tonight. We're going to do that tonight. We're going we're gonna to show you that we're not full of shit. We're going to do it uh, or this morning, whenever you're listening. You get, okay, listen, here's a little behind the scenes. We record these at night. And when we're together, we record them in a bar, and they come out in the morning. So if you're listening to this and you think that they come out, we get up bright and early in the morning to record this, nah. Yeah, they come out at last call. Again, you can always get these episodes at 2 in the morning on the West Coast, 5 in the morning if you're one of those suckers on the East Coast heading on into work. Uh, but we love you, East Coast Mariners fans. I know we have a few of you on here. Anyways, uh, give us one of those reviews. Basically, this whole ramble is just so that you give us those five-star reviews. Tell us we're doing good. That helps us know that you know we're worth something and we can make more of this content. We're off to a good start. We are. We've, we've offended the East Coast. I'm going to just leave. <laughs> I'm and, and and Odyssey probably Odyssey Sports. 
but you know what? Should I just leave this intro? Also, if you're listening to yesterday's podcast and you're one of the lucky, I don't know, maybe like 50 people that downloaded the first 50 people that downloaded this got the, the hardcore raw version of it. Unfortunately, uh, we were we were well behaved, so it's okay. There's just maybe some heavy breathing from Hanno on there, and that was about it. But we fixed that. If you were wondering what was going on, the commercials are in the right spots and everything. Anyways, Hanno, what's going on? Just breathing heavily. Breathing heavily <laughs> over, there, over there. So you know, uh, we were we planned on recording two episodes last night, but you know what? Our production uh, costs have gone up. We're back out. We got another bar tab going, another uh, food tab going. I mean, listen, I don't know about these other Mariners podcasts, but we run the most expensive, expensive uh, production costs of any of the podcasts. Not because of what we put on the microphones that go into the editing, but what, what we spend doing this when we get together. Huh. Yeah, but it's, it's, that's why I like to do it with you. I mean, we laugh. We have about a three-hour pregame production meeting. Yeah, At least tonight. Which is three or four drinks, about two or four, two to four appetizers, maybe maybe an entree. Yeah, I mean, we catch the, the East Coast game starting. Yankees losing 11 to, three, 11 to nothing in the third. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time. It is a good time. It's, uh, it's fun. Listen, we kid. We, we choose to do this. Anyways, let's get into this uh, episode. Uh, or... And we will be back, and we'll have our shit together right after this. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. You ready to actually get into this baseball talk? Let's go. Uh, Hannah, uh, t- tell us what's going on. What? Who's coming into town? Oh, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Get, get me back on track. So uh, coming up for the three-game weekend series against our uh, probably geographically the closest rival we have or closest team uh, in the Colorado Rockies. They're off two of the same record as the Mariners. They've lost two in a row, but they're five and eight. Um, they're three and a half. They're three games back in the NL West of Arizona, who's leading, which is surprising. And in their last ten, they're three wins and seven losses. So they have struggled after getting off to a little good start. So anything other than a series win would be a disappointment for the yeah. Mariners. Yeah, I mean the Mariners got to start stringing these together. Uh, I know you said geographical NL or AL, you know, rival. We do have the guys down in the Bay. Uh, I don't know what's closer, Colorado or the Bay, but I will say they are our marijuana rivals, right? You know, Colorado and and Seattle are, are Washington True. first too. Yeah, so True. before everybody else got in the game, uh, yeah, Colorado Rockies coming in at five and eight. The Mariners at five and eight. We did a little bit of research on the, on the Rockies. We're not the Rocky experts here, but on the surface, we checked it out. Um, I always remember, you know, the classic Rockies team when they were, you know, one of the first two uh, 
expansion teams, at least in our lifetime, and with the with the Florida Marlins, and they were the first team to pop. And those those uniforms were really popular when we were in like what like middle school and stuff like that. The pinstripe with the with the purple and the black. And you look, Prince was hot at the time too. It, it was a it was a good look, and they were the first team that actually had some success you know they they did pretty good in that expansion draft they got larry walker uh andres galarraga dante bachette you know bo bachette's dad that's where he made his hate i mean and we couldn't figure out why there were so many home runs down in colorado when we were a kid and you get older and you start figuring out oh it's the mile high it's 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 the humidity whatever but when they first came into existence it was like a game changer and they also came in during the 90s when you know some other substances were, were around but that would that was a home run park yeah the elevation has always been a factor there um, I remember them starting off their franchise like you mentioned back then they played at the old mile high stadium before they had Coors Field the football stadium yep um, I re- you know I don't know why but I always remember their their mascot was a purple dinosaur looking like Barney. I don't know why. What I, happened I to him? I don't know, but I don't know why that's the case. But or why I I even brought it up, or it clicks into my mind. Well, but that's because I we're remember. doing we're doing this portion with not even looking up any stats. I mean, these are these are things that like when we were growing up as baseball fans, we remember. I also remember former uh, Mariner. Uh, Maybe one of the best Mariner pitchers, or like the first trades I ever remember, Billy Swift. He went down to San Francisco, pitched in the World Series. I think he ended up on uh, the Rockies. I also remember they made maybe one of the biggest pitching signings at the time. Remember Mike Hampton, former Mariner. Uh, uh, you know, but the Rockies, they, you know, unfortunately, they have been, not unfortunately, but, you know, the. Uh, the Rockies have been to the World Series. They've been in, you know, baseball long a uh, lot less than us. But uh, that was just a segue for me to look this up. His name was Dinger. the The mascot was named Dinger. Dinger. He was a purple triceratops. He was a purple triceratops, and he'd been enter- entertaining the fans. From 1994, he came out of an enormous egg on April 16th, 1994. Apparently, no, he's still in the headlines. This is an article from April 2023. This is no reason I thought of him either. Okay, I I hear you. It says police released the photo of a suspect in tackle of Colorado Rockies mascot Dinger. Okay, so it says here, this is, uh, I'm reading from. Uh, Fox 31, Colorado's very own Channel 2. It says here, Denver. Police in Denver asked for public's help for identifying the suspect who tackled Rocky's mascot, Dinger, during a game at Monday's at, uh, at Monday at Coors Field. So this just happened. Uh, police say the person who was performing as Dinger was injured. Well, there's a spoiler alert. Oh, I'm looking at the footage right now. So he was on top of the dugout and was at, at like a wrestling move, a double leg takedown of Dinger on top of the the dugout. Oh, and here is, if you want to go look this up, look it up. 
there is a <laughs> a picture of the suspect. He's holding a double tall, twenty two ouncer of Modelo. Uh, right here, he's. Got, I don't. I don't know how to describe this hair. It looks like if you took a mop, like a dirty mop, like a you know you get the mop and you know usually it has the white pieces, a dirty mop top. Uh, I don't know if that's that's keys in his hands or a pipe. It's Colorado. I'm assuming it's it's a it's a it's a pipe. Uh, but the police <laughs> released uh, a picture of this and asked for anybody's information. I mean, this guy was sitting in the first row of the game. How and he tackles their mascot. I'm sorry. How the fuck do you get out of the stadium unscathed? Yeah, I mean, wow. I can't believe we are down this rabbit hole, but I'm going to take us farther down before we move on. Okay, our first fine. Segment. That's fine. It's you Friday. Know, it's Friday. Yeah. To, we're on this mascot thing yeah. that I brought us to that I don't know how it's gone this far, but today is the moose's birthday. It is. Oh, He's it is. Happy 33rd Third of the birth- moose. So this is happy, if you're listening on Friday, happy <laughs> belated birthday, <laughs> Mariner Moose. We've talked a lot about the Mariner Moose on here. Oh, we, you know, the Mariner Moose uh, was one of Jeff Smolian's uh, things, one of the worst owners in, in baseball at, at the time. Uh, one of the guys that wanted to move, not one of the guys, the spearheading guy that wanted to move the Mariners to Tampa Bay. He can, you know, kiss our asses uh, and much more. But, uh, yeah, it is happy b- birthday, Mariner Moose. Um, oh, I, I, to be honest with you though, back to Dinger, I never even knew they had a mascot until, until you said that, uh, I would thought it would be, I'm glad I enlightened you and gave you that information so they, I don't think, I don't think they do a good enough job like promoting it. Maybe that's why this suspect got away. There's no respect here. There's no, <laughs> I got so, no respect dude, for you. It's, it's not like this, field. dude, it's yeah, no respect. <laughs> Uh, but listen, it's not like this this mascot got accosted up on the 300 level. He got wrestling takedown tackled on their dugout. On their dugout. On a dugout. And I can't and believe, got away. I can't believe I've never seen any footage or heard about this. Ever. <sighs> Man. Everything's on video now. Everything's, you know, goes viral. No respect. no respect. No respect for Dinger. Dinger, if if you're listening, and I know you are a rye bread and mustard Mariners subscriber, uh, we got a free T-shirt and hoodie. Just let us know your size. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into some real baseball stuff. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get into the current Rockies. They already have their city connect jerseys whether we'll see them or not i don't know if you wear them on the road uh they're green yeah they're the worst they're they're they're, terrible they definitely look like an alternative or festive uh 
they have the Ballard Little League vibe. <laughs> I was going to say, look, I'm looking at the Colorado Rockies uh, City Connect jerseys. They look like one of those, I don't know, like a commemorative uh, Coors Light can that you would have during, like, maybe Christmas or St. Patrick's Day. They're green with the white tops. Maybe or maybe or maybe not. We don't see those this this season. I'd love to look into what uniforms they got rid of. But all right, we're ready. I swear to you. Let's talk about the Rockies. What are the pitching matchups? What are they throwing at us this weekend? Let's get into a little bit of X's and O's for all those baseball nerds out there. So in game one, um, we got Oscar, excuse me, Austin uh, Gomber going against Marco Gonzalez. Um, he, starting for the Rockies, will be making his third start against the Mariners. He's 0-2 with a 6.75 ERA. In his first start against San Diego, he took the loss, 3-1, went six innings, four hits, three runs all earned, four strikeouts, gave up a base on balls, and allowed two home runs. Okay, so this is somebody that, you know, coming off of, what the bats have been doing on the road, this is this is great timing for the head-to-head collision right here. Yeah, and he's a lefty, and in his second start, he went up against Washington, um, took the loss again, seven to six. Didn't go as long, only four and two thirds. Gave up more hits and seven hits, but he gave up five runs all earned, struck out five, one base on ball. And he gave up a home run. So in each of his two, two starts, he's given up the long ball. Big lefty, you know. So what are we expecting out of that? We'll get into that later with what the lineup could be for the Mariners, how certain Mariner players are playing right now. Is it time to move them along and give them a shot against the lefty? But, yeah, that's who the Mariners are going to be facing in the first game against Marco, who at 1-0 – Looked pretty good his last start. Yeah, he's looked he's looked fine. He he he's he's looked like what I know he's the fourth starter, but what what your essentially your fifth starter should look like, and what you expect out of your fifth starter, you've gotten it. You know, you've gotten it. He's had a a, a commanding a commanding start and a start that was you know uh, ups and downs and. That's all you're asking for with somebody that is essentially your fifth starter. I know he's fourth in the rotation. And what we mean by that for new baseball fans is like on your depth chart, this is, this is, I guess, low on the totem pole. But the Mariners totem pole is sitting high, high, high up on the mountain when it comes to pitching, if you ask me. Um, yeah, this is going to be a great matchup. Uh, I, I, we want... And I think the big expectation is for the Mariners to come in here swinging the bats like that we saw in Cleveland with the timely hitting, which we saw in Chicago despite the results, you know, hitting the ball in the gap. You know, we saw the home runs. We saw the extra base hits. I mean, yesterday they scored, they hit, uh, they had 10 hits for five runs. Game before that, they scored nine runs. Game before that, oh, you know, not as great, but still there was some timely hitting. And, you know, throughout Cleveland, you know, you win two or three, you're, you're, you're doing some hitting there. And uh, that has not been the case, not with just this group of Mariners, but traditionally at T-Mobile Park, uh, we're still waiting for that offensive outburst that maybe we thought we were going to see last year. I feel way better about this year, but it'd be great, yes, to get off 
on Friday night right out the gate, especially with those right-handers that you're talking about in the lineup. A lot of the platoon, platoon guys, you know. A.J. Pollock, whoever's playing for uh, Colton Wong. Um, I'm always happy when it would be Sam Haggerty, yeah, I would assume. Yeah, and maybe you're going to see your boy Tom Murphy you know, start. I'd like to see him get his second hit of the season. Yeah, in the, what, the 14th game of the season? Yeah. yeah. Come on now. Shelly down at Murphy's Pub and 45th. We're waiting for your response. But, yes, those are the cold, hard facts. Let's get into Saturday's performance, which is going to be my first day down at T-Mobile Park. Cannot wait for that. But, yeah, uh, Saturday night we'll be down there. Who who am I going to be watching? Uh, George Kirby is going to be going for the Mariners. George Kirby's going to be going for the Mariners. You know, he's 0-1, 4-3-5 ERA, going up against Ryan Feltner. He's had a couple starts, 0-1 record with a high ERA of 7.45. In his first start against the Dodgers, it didn't go well. They He lost 13-4, went four and two-thirds, gave up four hits, five runs, all earned seven Ks, five base on balls, and gave up a jack. And then in his second start, his most recent one, he was uh, facing Washington. He got the no decision. The uh, Rockies won 7-6. to six. He went five innings, gave up six hits, three earned runs, three Ks, three base on balls, and did not give up the long ball that game. So, And then going into the third game, the Rockies haven't announced a pitcher yet, and we'll, of course, get our ace, Luis Castillo, on the mound, 1-0 with a 1.02 ERA. Happy Sunday for Luis. That, it, I'm excited. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to go down and watch him on Sunday. Hey, and Saturday night, I'm excited to see Kirby. I'm very excited to see Kirby. Uh, I feel like him and Logan in these last two performances really got themselves going. And both of them last year and and going back to Logan the year before, it took them a little bit to get going, to get in the groove. We've seen that. We've seen that with them. I think we we got to see a little bit uh, more of that, obviously, earlier. Obviously, in the first two weeks, uh, I I think they've settled down. I you know, there's something to be said about you know pitching in that warm weather at spring training against lineups that are like half major leaguers, half not, and then you come up here to the cold, you know, and you are facing the best of the best. No, I get you, but I'm a no-excuses kind of fan. I know you are, and I love it. That's why you're on here. So give me some no-excuses. What are some no-excuses that you you don't want to hear at the end of this Rockies uh, homestand? I, I don't want any base-running mistakes. I want the, Agreed. I, I want the pitching, notably the bullpen, which they've done better lately, not to walk guys, especially leadoff batters in high leverage situations late in the game and that hasn't been the case in the, in the later innings of the Cubs series but it has been a problem through the first you know two weeks of baseball and I'm going to jump on your no base running mistakes because we've saw you know the game where we lost 14 to 9 and you and I were talking about that five running that five run second inning that we put together you know with more attentive uh, smarter base running, that could have been a 7, 8, 9, 10 run inning. Yeah, you know, I talked to you about it. We haven't talked on air about it. I went back and looked, 
and it ended up not being such a big deal because the Mariners ended up scoring and then uh, scoring more after the situation happened. And what I'm talking about was when the bases were loaded, Ty France was up in that game two of the Chicago series. France hits a little flare. Julio's on first. Listella's on third. JP's at second. Flair in the center field. Listella obviously scores. Um, JP halts for it. It was obviously it was down because Julio could see. I understand that Julio had a better angle, so he took off. So he's right on um, JP's tail, and JP only advanced out to third. He ended up scoring the next at bat, and you know that's that's good. And same with Julio because they combined some hits. But I just need some more awareness, you know, on the base pass on things like that. Those yeah. things are the kind of like intangibles that I notice that, you know, when you're not, you know, scoring with runners in, in scoring positions, scoring when the base is loaded, that frustrates you and you notice that kind of stuff. You do. And it's, it didn't hurt him then, but it's just something I, I pick up on as I watch games. Yeah, it is. And, you know, being for, you know, you played baseball, I played baseball. You you always know the the thing that makes that happen is the focus and that's it when that's it there's 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 nothing else besides that yeah all i ask for is i mean yeah i hope everybody plays with anticipation especially on the base pass but i i honestly do not know if guys i mean look at where the the defenders are positioned before the pitch is thrown i mean we saw that with hummel we talked about where it was a you know, hit right up the gut. Dansby was sp playing up the middle, a two-hopper. Yeah, when it's hit to your left, you usually feel you can take that next base and go to third with no runner on first, you know, to force you to go. And he just two-hoppered it and made an easy sweet play to third and had him dead to rights by five feet, you know. But are, are, is anybody even paying attention where defenders are placed I, on I, the base pass? Here's a, here's, a, here's a conspiracy theory. Maybe the big bases are having a big play in all this. I know that's a stretch. But are the big bases uh, a part of this? Well, that brings up another point. Have you noticed how well the Mariners hold base runners on when they're pitching? I feel like it's been really atrocious. Well... Uh, yes, I, it has been a bit. It's, it's just, I don't, I can't wait to get down there. And in fact, I think on Sunday we ought to go on the other side of the side of the the diamond just to just to watch that up close. I I know you've been talking about it. I have to have a better get a better look at it. But as far as the base running, I do want to see a bit. Just I don't know, just more of a game plan. And you know the base coaches. It's not a it's not a base coaching thing. Those guys are wired in. They have like not one job, but that's they're they know what's going on out there. Uh, whether it's a communication thing or I I don't know. But on the other side of that, here's what I want to here's what I want to see next week, uh, or and I mean this or in this homestand is. If we pick somebody off, I want it being executed. If we're going to make a big move to second base, especially when you only got one and you're in those those points of the games, I, I need that decision-making to be better. And if it happens, like with the brash thing, uh, you know, making, making the clean play. Hey, and you know, and I know it's early. I know the last 
few minutes I've been talking, I've been bagging on them. But you're right. It's the execution that bugs me. You know, it's the sloppiness um, that discourages me that I expect better out of these guys. And I think could, in some points, have cost them some games. But, you know, it's early. Let's get it out of their systems early. But if it continues to happen, I mean, it's just something that shouldn't. And we haven't seen it with this club for the last couple of years. You know, this sloppy baseball. No, we haven't. That's been the thing that they've leaned on is the precision and the pitching and the defense. There hasn't been the offense, but it seems like at least in the last week or so that the offense is here. Yeah, we've, it's been nice. You know, we had a couple, we had double-digit hits in that Cleveland series first game against the Cubs. We didn't, you know, but that was a tight game. And then back-to-back 10-hit games in games two and three. So, yeah, you, you feel pretty good about that the bats are, have awoken up and, and early on in the season. Hi, this is Tom Pachork of the Seattle Mariners inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdome on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses Night. Uh, Be the first in your neighborhood to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No Funny Nose Glasses. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem, Tom. And just to get back to the Rockies, we've talked about the pitching matchups, what the Mariners are looking like they're up against. Um, You know, as far as what they're looking like offensively, you know, you got C.J. Cron over there, a solid baseball player. You know, he's doing his thing. He's already got four home runs, eight ribbies. His average isn't that high, but his slugginess, his OPS is 8.06. I mean, you can't complain about that after two weeks. Uh, that's that's a person of interest. We also have uh, Ryan McMahon. He's their everyday second baseman. He's got 10 hits. He's got three home runs, eight RBIs, OPS of 800. And then you've got their catcher, uh, Elias Diaz. Yeah, who Do, was doing his thing, man? Nine ninety eight OPS, and he was uh, played really well for Team Columbia in the WBC. If you remember that, yeah, uh, and they beat Mexico the the on night one as I was walking in. Yep, he had a big game that game. Yeah, and you know, they signed other good like ball players too, like Profar. You know, yeah, a lot of veterans lately, like you mentioned, yeah. Profar Mustakas yeah, is a utility guy. Yeah, and. Yeah. You know, I mean, they got Charlie Blackman, who's always been the staple of their team the last few years. He's been DH in some. Uh, their bullpen, yeah, new I mean, names, but they had Brad Hand, if you remember. He's not yep. quite as successful as he once was. So, yeah. They seem like they kind of have the same uh, first two weeks with us. Not, like, to a T, but the offense seems like it's turned it around. The pitching has not been there for him. I mean, you, you, you mentioned Blackman. He's hitting 341. OPS at 897. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's for real. But, uh, you know, the, w- w- getting onto the offensive side, we can start wrapping it up a little bit here on Colorado Rockies. And we'll talk about this, this, this thing that is definitely is a uh, always, at least right now, going to pull me into or take me back in time to last offseason. I'm talking about offseason season. Uh, for season 2022, 
A lot of people. A lot of people were upset. Upset. Not me. I know we didn't start our podcast until this was already done. A lot of people were really, really upset that the Seattle Mariners did not sign Chris Bryant. Here we are, a year plus later. Oh, what are you thinking about this? Well, I know you will bring up how many games he played in his first year. Yeah, and that was uh, which was last year. Which you will was, tell, and you'll tell me how much his contract was worth. Which was, and I'll get you'll get to that here in a second. I which get that. was, but you know, as far as the player, Chris Bryant. Yeah, he was hurt last year. If the Mariners had signed him, that if the same circumstances had happened, it would be a complete bummer. But I would still take him right now. He could be platooning with Jared Kelnick if that's the way you want to do it. Or he could be a DH. I mean, I would still take him. Well, I know you are partial to guys with the spelling of Chris, K-R-I-S, for starters. Uh, second of all, you like these big guys. What did he used to play as a little third base before he was a right fielder? Is that correct? Yeah, very good third go. baseman. Okay. But right. also could play outfield. I mean, All right. you know yeah, how that yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember seeing you in the outfield, but I know you're one hell of a third baseman. Oh, you missed. You might have not seen it freshman year then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was the year I was academically ineligible. I had to bring it up. All right. So. Edit that out. Nobody cares. <laughs> so... Uh, you you mentioned all the things that you think I'm going to mention, and you're right, Hanno. I am going to mention them. Uh, this season, he you know has almost had as many at bats as he had last season. I'm not laughing at injury, but listen, he only had 160 at bats last year, 42 games. Um, you know, as far as uh, home runs, he hit five last year, has not gotten one on the board, but. What strikes me more than anything, you're right, it is the contract. And I know baseball does not have a salary cap, but as Jerry DePoto has said, there's only so much money in that billfold, in that, in, that, in that clutch that the Mariners give. And I believe he signed for $175 million, or maybe it was $160. I'm going to check the stat department right now. And we are seeing that, yes, uh, oh, I was wrong on both of those. Uh, if I was on prizes right, I'd have been close, though. Seven years. Without going over? Without going over. Seven years, $182 million, including a $7 million signing bonus. So that breaks down to what over seven years? You said seven at one. Seven years at one eighty-two, and let's throw seven million dollars on top of that signing bonus. Well, we'll just call it twenty-six. Tw- call it twenty-seven. Twenty. If you add in the signing bonus, there you which go. you never do. And it, I don't really need to make an argument. It hasn't paid off. And you could look at what we've done in right field or third base with what we've managed to put out there. It's it's been better, Hanno. I'm not going to argue with you there. Um, but, yes, the DH thing, you know? Yeah, it, the Mariners would never spend over $25 million for yeah. a DH. You could look at the guy coming ever. in next week and maybe go, that was, was, a, was a response to that, getting Winker, which led us to getting Wong. So, yeah, I, I get it right there. And 
anyways, to close it, I mean, anybody, listen, listeners, you figured out. The last thing that we want to talk about before we get out of here, uh, right? Because we're going to wrap this up here. Yeah, we got we got to go over what, JK, and then also take some letters from the folks. Oh, we do have to take some letters. Well, this is going to be longer, guys. Hannah's like, Myron, yeah, Myron, time. Myron. You have to work tonight. Myron, ain't cl- he ain't let me... Uh, well, we had to get you ready for the the Rockies game. All right. No, well, the guess Kraken what? game. So you're you're getting, we got uh, 15 minutes oh, to the, wrap Oh, Kraken, Rockies, whatever. Wait, listen, uh, we're back. Listen, I, I, listeners, I didn't want to cut it short, but we we spent a little bit too much time on the Rockies mascot that Hannah had to bring <laughs> I up. I told you we went down a rabbit <laughs> yeah, hole. Yeah, we went around. So, but well, you kept her, you kept digging. We well, I had to represent. I had to represent the dinosaurs. You know what I mean? We had to rep. Uh, we had to rep our ancestors, um, whatever your beliefs are. So, anyways, everybody's been talking about this and calling for it. You've seen the projections of what J.K. could do, going off of the first two weeks. Especially after this last episode, we gushed, we oozed, we fizzed uh, on the last episode about what JK was doing. Now, here's the discussion. When is he an everyday player? Friday night, we have a left-hander going. Jared's hot as hell. Are we going to see him in line? By the time maybe you're listening to this episode, you already know. But we're talking about, you know, the, the longevity over, you know, the... In the next next what two weeks maybe let's just talk about the rest of this homestand. Do we see J.K. getting the start or do we try to get A.J. Pollock going? Who listen, we paid him some a good amount of money, and he's billed as killing left-handed pitching. We did see him get a game where he hit two home runs. You know, just recently. Uh, where are we at with that? What what's your thought on it? Well, some could argue seven million for AJ Pollock is overpaid, but that's the going rate now for guys with his caliber and his stats. But as far as Jared Kelnick and AJ Pollock, I'll start with AJ first. I would like to see him, yeah, get some more at bats. Um, I would like to see him, um, yeah, this season he's faced righties, done okay. He's been touted as being the guy to face lefties and had a pretty pretty good track record of it. I would like to see him at DH. Yeah, I'm. as far as Kelnick goes and having him play every day, hey, let's ease him into it. I think he's going to get his fair share against lefties. I mean, that's only the smart thing, in my opinion, to do to help advance him and his potential and move him along. I mean, look at last year. Cal Raleigh got sent down, had to be brought up, and forced to play because of the injury of Tom Murphy. And look what that did for Cal and how he progressed and how he developed. I mean, he would have never gotten that if, if the injury didn't happen to Tom Murphy where he was thrown in the fire. So I hope to see Jared Kelnick um, get some more chances against the lefties. And I think he will, to be honest with you. Uh, my feeling is this. Uh, keep letting him do what he's doing. Yes, if it's circumstantial in the game. As far as starts, uh, I, I'd say right now just put AJ in there. Uh, we have we just saw JK come off the bench and hit a huge game-tying home run in the first game in Chicago. We all, I can remember the last And he year. hasn't done a thing since. 
JK? I thought you said... Uh, I said no. I thought you said AJ. No, I said JK. Okay. I said... I said <laughs> let me start the, that part over. That two home run game. No. Let me start that over. I mean, here's my feeling about this. Let AJ get some at-bats. Let him hit against the lefties right now. We're two weeks into the season. This is the game plan. This is the game plan. And guess what? There's still a competition going on for who's supposed to be this de facto DH. I know it's supposed to be a rotational person, but we need another hitter to emerge. We need another hitter to emerge. Uh, one of these not everyday players to emerge to be that DH. On top of this, look at what J.K. Jared Kelnick is doing against right-handed pitching. Yes, we've seen him go up against left-handers. Yes, if it's circumstantial in a game and he's hot, do I want you pulling him? No, but we have also seen J.K. come off the bench and hit a home run. He pinched it in, in Chicago. His second at bat, he was up. He hit that home run. He, he was brought into the game late. So it's like if you bring him into the game, he knows what he's doing. Going back to last year, he had a big home run in a game, too, in the ninth inning, pinch hitting. Uh, and, and, and right now, those are huge victories, huge, huge, huge things for J.K. And as long as, like, A.J.'s not hurting you in the field, if he's not being a winker out there, and we're this early in the season, why not let him get his at-bats? And why not let J.K. do what he's doing successfully right now? And, I, and listen, when I'm saying, hey, let A.J. Pollock get this start on Friday, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, we're talking a couple bats here or there and keeping Jared fresh and keeping Jared hungry. I don't think it's a bad thing. I've heard Mike Blowers talk about let him get his 100 at-bats. Why not? Let's not mess what's going on. I've heard people talk about, hey, let's move him up in the order. I'm going to use this word. Fuck you. Leave him where he's at. He is, whatever is working is working, and I like it. Do I think there's going to be some expansion to it? Do I think there's going to be a point where you're like, this guy's got to play every day? Yeah, and we're talking about soon. I'm not well, talking I think next we're talking year. about the same thing. I never said that we should uh, just start cranking him out. But, yeah, you got to ease him into it starting soon. I mean, you want to get AJ at bats, and you want to get Kelnick at bats. Well, let's start doing that, and I saw have AJ DH and have Kelnick play. I saw you outside with the graffiti, spray painting on the side of the building, JK every day, motherfuckers. And so that's I didn't, what, it's not what I said. <laughs> oh, what were you spray painting? I said very. I said first off, I would like to see him grow and. Get some at bats versus lefties. Not every day, but yeah, ease him into it. I mean, he hit lefties pretty well in spring. Yeah, I get it's not it's not spring. I mentioned the Cal Raleigh experience about him getting a chance to play. We want these we guys did. to develop and get better. We're not just. I mean, if he's hitting the ball good, would you rather have him in the lineup or not? I, and I'm agreeing with you. What you blanked out there and missed, I said, people are saying doing this. I didn't no, say you Hannah's. said people are saying that we should move him up in the yeah, order. Yeah, I've seen and that. I, I understand that, but I never said that. No, I didn't say you did. Okay. I never said you did. No, I know. but We'll go back to the game tape when I edit this. <laughs> I never, ever said that hey, you said that. I, we're very lucky, in my opinion. We have six guys with J.K. hitting good. Top to bottom, one through six. Leave him where he's at. Yeah. You could move him up at some point, too. I wouldn't yet. 
But yeah, leave well, him where he's at. Yeah, tell the people. I didn't tell you. Tell the people. Leave him where hey. he's at. Yeah. I mean, right now, could you switch him around? Let's say he gets incredibly hot like Cal Raleigh was last year. Could you switch him to four and move Cal down if he's struggling? Sure. sure. But like you said, we're 14 games into the season. Not Yeah. It's but it's ex- it's exciting. Not even. I, we're 13. Okay. But yeah, it's exciting, though. I I feel good about what I've seen, and I look forward to him making that next step because he's making it look easy right now, and that's exciting. It is. And what else is exciting is we are getting a lot of feedback, messages, tweets, uh, Instagrams that we didn't have last year at this time, you know? It was, it was like my mom, you know, or my girlfriend or uh, a friend that they would call you up and tell you, hey, here's a question for you. But they, you know, you'd be like, can you just put that on our email or our so email us or give us some. Well, now we don't have that problem. Uh, Hanno, you got something here on Twitter you wanted to share? Yes, it's very nice. Very nice. Um almost too nice because they're really kind of you know really really saying some nice things about you and i just i don't know if i can me <laughs> yeah you is that why we program this into the show no this is something you told me you wanted. no to i thought it was really nice uh, but i i green lighted it yeah you did i had to you know you because did green li- i green lighted <laughs> it and i'm i'm sorry i've been too lazy to even read it so go ahead so okay it was a message from lauren stewart um just uh, started listening to the podcast, found us. Or I'm going to read it. Said, great pod, Myron. Stumbling along you on opening night and been digging what you've gotten and been digging what you've said, what you've got to say, excuse me. I can feel your pain about being an out-of-market, being a Western Canadian Mariners fan myself. I remember being excited to go visit family in BC because they had UPN 11. Keep up the great work. And let's get this series win this afternoon. Go Ams. Lauren from Calgary. Very yes. nice. I, that was, yeah, nice that was guy. very nice. Um, that is nice. I'm checking this out. Uh, Calgary. I love Calgary. Some of my favorite uh, wrestlers. We always got to talk about wrestlers. That's where the famed uh, Hart family is from. That's where the, uh, the dungeon you know, where all, all these tough, lots of, lots of wrestlers. I'll, I'll save that for when... Uh, Steve Miggs is back here on the program. You got another one? No, no. I was going to mention about Lauren, you oh, know, in Calgary. He's, but he's a Leafs fan, which I'm surprised with. And you, me, knowing you know me, we got to get out of here any second now because it's cracking. Hockey's about to start. But he's got a tough, he's got a tough first round series again this year with Tampa. So Lauren, I'm thinking about you. I hope your Leafs finally do it. Yeah, and I have. I have one on from the Instagram side. Somebody that actually was a former teammate of ours that we grew up with, Adam Sume. He gave me a good one. Uh, <laughs> I it's love a, it's, A-Bomb. It's, 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 yeah, Abraham. what's going on? Uh, Sambo, what's up? Check it out. Uh, it's not more of about, like, it's not a comment per se about us, about the podcast, but I know... When we first started, he goes, hey, I like it. I'll keep listening. He sent me a suggestion of a name for uh, one of the Mariners fan favorites or or an observation, I should say, about uh, Suarez. You know, last year he came in with the 
the you skunk know, haircut. The skunk, the, yeah, Two-Face from Batman villain. This year, he's kind of got this mullet thing going, right? You know, business in the front, party in the back. He says, with that earring and that mullet, we should call, a, we look like we've got a Billy Ray Suarez. I love it. I love it. That's a great he was player. always clever and real funny. That is very great clever. ball player, too. Great ball player. Power left-hander. Um, also want to give a shout-out to Makeshift Pins. Uh, they make all these, like, unlimited Seattle Mariner pins. Look, they got the, the car wash uh, pins. They got the Mariner's pins. They hit us up. Check out MakeshiftPins.com. Um, I guess you get 20% off of all orders if you mention the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. So... I mention it because there's a little bit of something into it for us, you know. I used uh, to collect pins as a young kid. Yeah. Did you collect a lot of pins at M- Superboat Sunday, her family? My mom did. My mom definitely was a, she's a pin, she's a She's a pin Collector. nut. And also want to give a shout out to Chris Estrada. I met him actually uh, at an Oakland A's Mariners game last year. He's the photographer. I think he does the media. Uh, he does the social media too as well for the Modesto Nuts. Well, uh, yeah, I've been waiting for you to get him on because I'd like to talk. They about just started that up. Rookie. Can you tell our, our casual friend what the Modesto Nuts are? Yeah, they are our single A affiliate team. So. We just want to give a shout out to you as well, Chris. We'll be talking to you soon. He spells his name correctly, C H R I S. So, anyways, <laughs> that was a dig. That was last, a dig. last call for digs. That last call for digs. <laughs> anyways, uh, thanks for listening to on the Odyssey app. You will be walking home. I I drove here. <laughs> not, not anymore. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening to the Odyssey app Wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. If you're looking for this gear Which some other people say I, uh, I like these shirts I don't like your podcast I like the hoodies Hit up at simplycora uh, At simply.cora On Instagram She handles all that That's, that's my sister uh, If you heard about it here on the podcast Throw her that mention as well. Maybe that'll get your discount. We don't know. Um, also, we will be back Monday. Obviously, we'll be doing the wrap. Yeah, we're sorry. We'll be back doing the wrap on Sunday of the Rocky Series. We'll be recording that, though, live somewhere down there off of Occidental or First Avenue. Right? Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere that will allow us to come in there and bring their property value down. We will... Be, we will we will be all up in there as well as we want to give a shout out again to the channel marker here in Edmonds at the Edmonds Landing. Hey, listen, when you're catching a ferry or whatever down here and you got, got a bit of a wait or you miss a ferry, head on over here. I'm telling you, the best damn wings they around. I know they're going to be under some new ownership. Hopefully they keep that menu. New owners seem pretty cool. Anyways, we'll be back. I'm going to shut the hell up. We're going to get out of here. Hanno. Uh, give us a really good one. You know what time it is. Boop, 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 boop.